0: All right, welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. It is a Wednesday, 405-651-3439. Light up that text line. That's 405-651-3439, meyer Chevrolet text line. Welcome in, Steelman and Thune here in the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios. On a Wednesday, we are presented by Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405. 405- 579 3113 for all your heating and air needs. You need them taken care of with a professional outfit that's not going to charge you a bunch of money. Well, Tim Lasher and Lasher Home Comfort Systems is your call. 405 579 3113. That's 405 3113. This monitor sounds really weird today. Strange. Uh, Parker Thune taking high level phone calls right before we get on the air. That's what he does. And we're still trying to figure out what in the wide, wide world of sports happened yesterday with Caden Green. Yeah, look. The guy was supposed to be, he is the anchor of your offensive line for the next two years. Maybe three. The anchor. The guy. And he left. I think Mark Mangino summed it up again very well. We think what's going on here is pretty simple, right?
1: Oh, you want to hear from Mangino? Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll hear from him first.
0: You know what this is all about, don't you? That's right. BDS dollar signs.
1: Hmm.
0: So. Uh, do we have any new
1: news on that situation? Caden Green's coming back, right? That's what's happening. Yeah, right? might, Mark Mangino's comments might be better amended like this. Okay. You
0: know what this is all about, don't you? That's right. Dollar signs. Okay. I like that version better. That You could play that 20 times every day, right? Pretty much. 405 651 Um... Do you think that Caden Green was getting some significant nil dollars already at OU? Do I think that? Mm-hmm.
1: No, I, I know that, Steely. You know he that. Was, look, you're a freshman All American mm-hmm. by some publications. I know there's no like, there's no like AP freshman All American team. I don't think there might be, but there are a zillion freshman All American teams. Caden Green was on a lot of them, so. You're playing at that level as a freshman. You were a top 100 recruit. You already have cult hero status for the way that you manhandled Tavondre Sweat in the Cotton Bowl. He is
0: the future like, of your O line. He could be the next Trent Williams. He could be the next Lane Johnson. I know that's you know that's uh, maybe a little bit of a leap to make, but he has that kind of ability, right? You can see that in Caden Green. So it's not like he was probably making like seventy five thousand dollars or something i would say it's probably in a much higher range but the question is somebody else must be thinking he's worth more right and at some point you have to make a decision Uh, there are only so many nil dollars you can spread around even at a place like oklahoma and maybe it's different at Miami or A&M, you don't want to build your culture totally on that every year. Well, we got to pay this guy, you know, this much more or he's going to leave. It is more difficult to build a culture now than it's ever been because the culture is about me, 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 me. And the players, do they deserve money? Yes, absolutely. College football has been a big business, exploiting players to a certain extent over the years? Yes. But now, man, the tables have turned. What else are you thinking on this front? Is there any chance
1: Caden Green comes back to OU?
0: Or do you think the door is shut?
1: Obviously, obviously, Steely, you are not letting a guy of that caliber just walk. If there is a way you can talk him back into being an Oklahoma sooner, you're going to do that. But the way this all was handled, the way it all went down, Steely, this does not scream. Oh, I'm open to coming back to the University of Oklahoma.
0: You know what it sounds like, Parker? To me, what does old it sound school like? olds like myself will understand this. When you went to buy a car, what did your dad tell you to do? You know, you had to kick the tires too back in the day. I don't know why. Make sure it's good. <laughs> kick the tire once. Okay, we're good to go. Um, you know, the first offer they come back with, you walk out. Anybody else not driving, raise your hand if that is what you were told. When you go buy a car, they come back the first offer, it's a game. First offer, you look at it and you walk straight out of there. You just walk out. Is that what's going on here, maybe? Did they just walk out? Which their form of walking out was scrubbing social media, right?
1: I don't again. In one way. Again. There is no way you can logically explain, rationally explain, what has gone down. Because it is illogical and it is irrational. Yeah. Well, obviously, they were looking
0: for more dollars. That seems to be what this is all about. You would think. That's the only real explanation. This is a kid who grew up wanting to play at the University of Oklahoma. Right? And when... Oklahoma was pursuing him. The thought was, all along, man, he's locked into Oklahoma. Also, tweeting out, Instagram, Twitter, welcoming, you know, people coming to visit. Welcoming, you know, some of the new, uh some of the Sooners. It was Spencer Brown, right? Hey, welcome to the fam, basically. And now, whoop, just gone, like completely vaporized. It's crazy. Now, let me go old school again here, because for many of these kids now, or parents now, it is not about the name on the front of the jersey. It's about the name on the back of the jersey and how many dollar signs you can put behind that name. I get it. If I had a kid that I that was of Caden Green's ability, I would probably try and negotiate as well. But still... um, This is one of the biggest portal surprises ever. And I don't know that there's been a bigger one. I mean, with Caleb Williams, you know, was that bigger national news? Of course he was Caleb freaking Williams. But at the same time, and he was a link to Lincoln Riley. But in terms of just out of the blue thinking this guy is going to be the anchor of the offensive line for at least a couple more years, man, what a study is. Great kid, great player, futures unlimited, and boom, it happens like that. All right, 405-651-3439. That's
1: 405-651-3439. Sooner Soldier says, did you hear what Stutzman said on his latest podcast about how bad NIL has gotten? I saw a short clip about it, yes. I didn't see the
0: whole podcast, but it's, it's super competitive out there. I mean, it, it's still the Wild West, right? There are no real restraints out there. It was not supposed to be about recruiting enticement. It was supposed to be once you get to your school – and you proved yourself,
1: then you could market your name, image, and likeness and get paid. A listener in the 918 says, Has anybody considered that he maybe got in trouble? Bad grades? Yeah, I I will tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, that is not the case. This, <laughs> from everything I have been told, and again, I, I, I have tried so hard to give that kid and that family the benefit of the doubt in all of this, because I've known them for such a long time. And... <laughs> You know, you want to believe the best about people. At least I do. But from everything I have been told, from numerous conversations yesterday, last night, this morning, it all kind of points in one direction. And that is that this decision was made primarily for financial gain. Yeah, and look... You can see that. I can see that.
0: But And people are trying to, you know, a lot of people are trying to blame Bill Biedenboe. Oh, it's got to be Bill Biedenboe, of course. Well, if you're Bill Biedenboe and you have a certain amount, let's say you can pay a kid, that is determined by, oh, you've got a lot of NIL experts over there. They've got, they have NIL. They've got a good program. People who know what they're doing, they're very careful about everything. They know what the heck's going on. But if you have a certain amount and you can't meet maybe another amount, of money that this kid or his family thinks they're going to get, how's that Bill Biedenboe's fault? It's not, right? I mean, my wife tells me, you know what? You want to go get a new car? Here's your budget. If I came back and say, yeah, it's uh, $100,000 more than we expected, she's probably going to say, you know what? We can't do that. So I don't know. What do you think about uh,
1: Bill Biedenboe can only do so much, Right. Yeah, this isn't on Bill Biedenboe. It wasn't a Bill Biedenboe issue. It, it's... Is, there was nothing Bill Biedenboe could do. And that is another thing that has been reiterated to me across numerous conversations with numerous different people is, hey, like Biedenboe's hands are tied in all of this. End of the day, he is powerless to do anything about this situation.
0: Loco Ohio says, Hearing that yesterday hit me harder than Draymond Green hit Nurkic last night. Draymond, jeez."
1: I mean, come on! It's time. Did you see Daniel Ackenkumi's tweet? I did not. It was amazing, Steely. As all of the, I mean, all like, of
0: my Twitter was taken up by Travis Davidson's election results last night. Gosh, I couldn't dang see anything
1: it. else. That's it. I
0: finally, had to, I got to mute Travis. I got to mute him. It's like every three minutes, there's another election deal.
1: This went semi-viral across OU Twitter. But Daniel Ackenkumi, as all of this is going down yesterday, tweets. I'm trying to go to the NFL, not be a millionaire in college. Ooh. Hashtag boomer sooner. Dang. Hashtag OUDNA. Hashtag O line U. That's the kind of guy that you got to have in your locker room.
0: 918. Uh, what is the deal with Marcus Hicks's dad calling out the coaching staff at calling
1: them car salesmen? Did you see that? I re- I was trying to find that last okay, night. Okay, so the Marcus Hicks deal, yes. Let me sum it up for you. There was some miscommunication between Marcus Hicks and the OU staff about a variety of things. Um, the Hicks ended up feeling disenfranchised and hurt, and that was part of the reason that Marcus hit the portal. He was done at OU either way. But there was an opportunity for him to stay at OU in a non playing capacity. And due to some of the miscommunications with the staff and the breakdowns therein, he ended up leaving and leaving with a sour taste in his mouth.
0: There you go. All right. 405 651 3439. 405 651 3439. On gosh. the air, Chevrolet. They're still trying to blame Bill Beedenbow. Let- Ronnie,
1: Ronnie Crimson said, I've never seen Mule Shoe and Caden Green in the
0: same room. <laughs> Is it going to be Missouri? Because Missouri, you know what? They're the enemy. These little squirts running around, flexing their muscles. They're tiny little biceps now because they won 10 games. They haven't won jack you-know-what in anything in athletics in their history. And now they're walking around like they're big and bad. I want Missouri, and I want Missouri now, right now, tomorrow may not be Missouri. Maybe it's Phil Lodho to Colorado, and then Phil Lodho will have to be scrubbed from the center record book if that happens. Can we do that? Probably not. That's a little extreme. But you're looking at me like I'm crazy right
1: now. No, maybe Maybe I I am. I just enjoy watching you yell at clouds. Maybe I am crazy but Missouri, especially when the clouds deserve to get is These new, ones do.
0: Missouri is the new freaking Texas tech and we are coming after them <laughs> and Eli freaking Drinkwitz who should have lost his job this year he had a kicker that could kick it from 70 I I don't like them flexing at all we'll be right back All of our uh, transfer portal updates are brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. Brent Swift is the man. He'll come out personally, look at your home, full service roofing and construction company. All types of roofing jobs, they can get it done for you. 25 years of experience with every job, they've renovated over 350 homes. 405-831-82 online at SwiftCogroup.com. That is Swiftcogroup.com. Media availability yesterday, Sooner players talked to the media, including one Danny Stutzman. We thought Danny Stutzman was gone too, but he's back. Here's what Danny said yesterday about why he made the call to
2: come back. Why not, man? It's Oklahoma, man. It's where I've been my whole career. You know, it's a place that I love. You know, obviously it was a very tough decision. I think, you know, the heart wanted to stay here. At the end of the day you can't turn that down. You know, the pen was to the paper and it just didn't feel right. You know, I couldn't I wasn't ready to leave this program. You know, all that we built, you know, under year going into year three with Coach Venables, I wasn't ready to leave just yet. Probably one of the most stressful weeks of my life. You know, I was pretty much like fully committed to, you know, you know, they already cleaned out my locker, everything was ready to go. And uh, you know, Coach V called me on Friday, you know, really just, you know, sat down and talked it through with him again and like I said before, you know, it just didn't was didn't feel like I was ready to leave yet. You know, I didn't want to rush that, uh, rush that. You never have this time to go back to college. And I really just want to finish out my senior year and everything that comes with that.
0: There you go. And uh, this is Jackson Arnold's offense now. He met with the media as well. JFA, of course, was pressed into duty when Dylan Gabriel got injured out in Provo. Played pretty well. Led the Sooners to a win over BYU. Made some key plays down the stretch. Uh, Struggled a little bit early, but got his act together and uh, got the job done against the BYU Cougars. Does Jackson think uh, having a chance to play against BYU will help him in this matchup with Arizona.
2: I mean, right. I mean, I don't know now, but I'm sure when I get to the bowl game, I'll be grateful of my experience in BYU, you know, getting put in and crunch time in a probably not ideal situation. I think it'll be um, be huge for me come bowl game, Um, you know, practice like. You, you gotta, you gotta practice. But you know, as a backup, it does kind of suck a little bit coming out, knowing you're not the guy, and you're taking less reps. And there's obviously a, a bigger um, excitement level coming out. You know, knowing you're the guy and knowing you're gonna
0: go out and play. There you go, Jackson Arnold with the media yesterday. All right, 405. 651 3439, Kadippe Chevrolet text line. Mike Steele, Parker Thune with you. Steel Man and Thune at noon here from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios. Let's get back to our text line. We do have TJ Eckert coming up at uh, 1 35 today.
1: Blue of Green Country says, OUNIL needs a ton of house money to deal out quickly.
0: Well, I mean, they have a pretty significant NIL, right? I mean, I wouldn't say they're. Top five, top three, top five, but they're they're trying to do a good job at nil. Here's another thing: you can contribute to the collectives, right? Everybody wants to complain, you know. You don't have to go to the drive-through at Arby's every day. You can give that fifteen dollars to a collective, a sooner collective, right? I mean, it's that's the world we're living in right now with college football. Don't
1: order food in the Sonic drive-through. Take that money. Give That's it right. to Crimson and Cream NIL instead. That's right. Where do you think the
0: Sooners are
1: in terms of NIL
0: dollars? In talking about the other really good, significant programs in college football, NIL-wise.
1: I would say they're top 10, not top 5. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. And again, I don't know every figure for every single athletic department across the country, but... Going off what I do know, I would put him in the top 10, probably not top 5. Safely in the top 15. No doubt about that.
0: Uh, Teddy and Gabe brought some heat on the podcast. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. I usually always listen to that podcast. I got super busy this morning uh, trying to keep up with stuff. Uh, didn't get a chance, but I, I can only imagine. But uh, By the way, good question on the text line. We did see Tawee Walker out at practice yesterday. And by the way, thank you to McCade Mattire and Walter Rouse. They're playing in the bowl game. (laughs) The Sooners need them badly in this bowl game as well. But uh, Tawie Walker in the portal but still practicing. It seems to me like that door could be cracked a little bit open for him to return. What do you think?
1: Yes and no. I mean, if you're in the portal, you can still play in the bowl game. There was conversations about – dylan gabriel doing that i'm fairly certain gosh there were a couple sooners a while back that played in the bowl game that played in a bowl i think it was the last alamo bowl despite technically being in the transfer portal i'm trying to recall who exactly that bray walker might have been one of them uh but there is precedent for it i just think that odds are Tawi Walker is kind of enjoying his last go-round in an OU uniform before he heads for greener pastures somewhere else, at least as far as uh, the financial aspect of the conversation goes. Again, if he were to get a scholarship, I think he would return to Oklahoma. I I don't think OU plans on giving him a scholarship. Yeah, and it, it, I, it, I do really like where OU stands with one of their transfer targets at running back right now. So I think they're about to add to that backfield. Which one? No comment.
0: I'm coming over there. The paywall. <laughs> Here I come. Samuel Franklin.
1: No comment. Etienne. No comment. I think OU has a transfer running back committed by the end of the week. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to remember uh,
0: Mario Anderson would be the other guy. The South Carolina kid? Mm-hmm. Sir, you're under oath right now. No comment. In front of this committee
1: right now. I plead you are the fifth. under oath.
0: I plead
1: the fifth. Contempt of radio court right there. Brian in Cameron says, four things I know. Oklahoma only fears God. Texas fears Oklahoma. Mule Shoe fears black Cadillacs. And Eli Drinkwitz will fear the steel man <laughs> soon. I just, it always cracks me up when you get a
0: little skinny punk walking around talking trash. Like Muleshoe? No, like Missouri. That's what, the oh, analogy okay. I made on Twitter, one of my few tweets. I'll turn to Travis's notifications. Well, uh, unmute him today, but that election. It was like Tom Brokaw Tim Russer or somebody. I was like, geez. The, uh, the Missouri Tigers are all full of themselves now. They haven't done anything in their athletic history. Missouri is a journalism school. They've got a little tiny field and a little tiny reputation when it comes to athletics. How many great basketball players has Missouri had? Many over the years. How many Final Fours? Zero. Now Eli Drinkowitz is walking around
1: like he's all that. I want Missouri, and I want Missouri now. When I think about Missouri basketball— I think about their loss to 15th seeded Norfolk state in the first round of the tournament in 2012. I want to say that's what first brings. I want to say, I think Frank Haith was the coach there at that point. Yeah, I think that's right. I think they lost right. to Norfolk state in the first round. Quite comical.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: they're recruiting well as of late. Does, On the OU, basketball side. does OU try to
0: get Savion Bird back from the portal? Savion
1: Bird's not coming back. That not bird back. has flown. The bird has flown. That's yes. right.
0: All right. Uh, so the running backs again. It would have to be Samuel Franklin, uh, Mario uh,
1: Anderson, and the other kid. I will confirm it is one of those Etienne. three. It is one of those three.
0: So it's ETN. Mario Anderson or Samuel Franklin? Take your pick. Now, if you want to swipe your Visa card real quick, Parker will give you the information right before the break. <laughs> Won't even give it to me. Jeez. All right, 405-651-3439. Uh, 405-651-3439. Talk crap about Missouri all you want, but they would probably kick OU's ass next year the way it stands. Would yeah, I don't know. But they're still freaking Missouri, all right. As the Rock said, you got to know your role. You've got to know your role and shut your mouth, right? That's right. Theo Weese there also had a pretty good year. Look, they had a good year, but uh, the Missouri fans, of course, that's why you should never look at X because there are idiots. Look at what. Uh, Twitter. Thank yeah, you. I ain't looking at that stuff, man. I got a clean soul over here. <laughs> but uh, let's take a timeout right here. 405 651 3439. 405 651 3439. We have the SEC schedule released tonight. We've got an extra hour on the radio for uh, Teddy and Tyler tonight. Six to seven. We'll learn more about the Sooner's schedule. How many roosters on the schedule? What's the over and under? Two and a half? Two and a half, I think, is fair. All right, we'll set that as a number. Be right back. Keep it here on the ref. Riverwind Casino, always so many opportunities to win with their great promotions. They have a lot of them happening. Uh, right now in December, they're giving away three about $315,000 in cash and bonus play, in addition to all the jackpots that will be won. You have uh, the Frosty Fridays promotion. Get out there for the drawings on Friday. Win your share of one hundred thousand dollars in cash and bonus play. We have the Santa Shopping Spree. They're giving away forty k in cash and bonus play there. The midday Runaway Drawings coming up on New Year's Eve. There, that's worth forty five k, and the grand prize winner is going to win at least two thousand and twenty four dollars in cash on New Year's Eve. And the twenty four karat, Midnight Magic Madness. And that's going to be happening on New Year's Eve as well. $100,000 more in cash and bonus play. Uh, Jay Leno's concert, his uh, comedy show is coming back to Riverwind. It uh, was supposed to happen. Then COVID came around. Everything got pushed back. And now we have a new day. Jay Leno at the Showplace Theater on March 15th. Get your tickets at Riverwind.com or at the casino box office. We have a big show happening Coming up this uh, Friday night as well with Lee Bryce on the Showplace stage. Ron White later in December on December 30th. And Midland with a New Year's Eve show happening uh, on Sunday, December 31st. And that show will start at 9 p.m. So you can get out, have yourself a party, bring in the new year at Riverwind Casino. Good times abound at Riverwind Casino. All right. Uh, 405-651-3439. So, uh other offensive line prospects we've talked about. Geno Vandermark is one the kid from North Texas. What are the Sooners? Uh, any other prospects out there? And uh, how do you think they're doing? You you said the other day you thought they were in pretty good shape for both those guys. Vandermark and the kid from North Texas. Febeki
1: Nawawu. Nawawu. Okay. I fully believe OU ends up with his commitment. Okay. I believe he will be a Sooner. I... I'm as close to 100% as you can get with a commitment there. Now, not quite there with Gino Vandemark, I still feel as though OU is the clear odds-on favorite to land his services. I mean, if OU doesn't get OU Gino, that would be a tra- tragic situation. It would be. And we're scarce more than 48 hours away from what could potentially be an enormous addition. EPL. Both literally and figuratively. To the 2024 recruiting class,
0: 2 p.m. Tampa, Florida, Catholic High School. The announcement for Eddie Pierre Louis, and yeah. you uh, I'm sure they've already put the full court press on Eddie Pierre Louis, and it just absolutely. Got, I mean, I the,
1: mean the, the, the full court press
0: got even more intense.
1: Well, and that's one thing you know. In a conversation with uh, one source in particular this morning, who remarked on obviously the whole situation with Caden Green, but also said. EPL picks Oklahoma on Friday, and the expectation behind the scenes is that he will. That's that is a guy that OU fully believes can play and potentially start from day one.
0: They need uh, they need a lot of help. There's no doubt. I think they they still have talent in the program. There's no doubt, but when you are uh, replacing your entire offensive line and uh, going into the SEC, that's a that's a little bit challenging. I don't think Oklahoma should ever be afraid of, oh, my God, for going to the SEC. You're Oklahoma, you're one of the top three programs in college football history, in my opinion. Definitely top five. No doubt. I say top three. But uh, they've got to get better uh, in the trenches, no doubt. Okay,
1: 405-651-3439. A listener in the 918 asks, how about this guy from the portal? And it's a photo of Ba from Georgia. Uh, Let's see what happens first with Nahuawu and Vandemark because Oklahoma has been working on those guys for long enough. I say long enough. It's only been a couple weeks. But that's an eternity on the portal timeline. Let's see what happens with those guys before we – start to figure what happens with Alouba and and the potential of Oklahoma's pursuit there.
0: Here's the thing. If you leave Georgia because you didn't get enough playing time, guess what? You can still be really, really, really good because that roster, as you all know, is supremely stacked with four- and five-star talent. What about the kid Thor from Harvard? Uh, He committed to Louisville. That's
1: over. He is a Louisville Cardinal. Um, Defensive back from Oregon State, people are asking about? Yeah, all you offered. Haven't really heard anything on that front, positively or negatively. Uh, That's one thing I will check up on, but obviously the majority of my time over the last 24 hours since that offer went out has been consumed with the Caden Green soap opera. Now, uh, (laughs) this listener in the 512 says, I'm becoming more convinced that NIL is more about mommy and daddy than it is the kid. You know and, what?
0: Uh, we were kind of just talking. We weren't kind of. We were talking about that during the break. That how I many times do mommy and daddy get involved? Now, look, if you're in a situation, I don't know how much Caden Green's family brings in. And you may have a, you know, I think he's got a great chance he's going to play in the NFL unless there's an injury or something, right? He's got that kind of ability. But you might have a 10-year window to maximize your money. That kid last you four the rest of your life and future generations, if uh, if he turns into the kind of player we think he can be, so I get that. But um, sometimes I do think the the parents are more involved in this process than the kid, and I think that happens quite a bit. All right, four hundred five. Uh, Six five one thirty four thirty nine. Oh, you going after Marvin
1: Jones Jr. There's a name from days gone by. That is a name from days gone by, and he was going to commit to Oklahoma before Jamar Cain left. So it's understandable that people would once again be asking about Marvin Jones Jr. Here is where things stand as far as that situation goes. Marvin Jones Sr. is a legend at Florida State. Had True. A long NFL career obviously Big time one of the player. best collegiate linebackers of all time really when you stack them up uh one of the most accomplished and decorated collegiate linebackers that has ever graced the gridiron and Mike Norvell if there's anybody that can lay claim to the title of portal king the last couple of years it is Mike Norvell I would consider Florida State the heavy favorite to land Marvin Jones services
0: uh, somebody was asking if Oklahoma gets EPL, would he be an early
1: enrollee? Eddie Pierre-Louis. No, he would not be an early enrollee. He goes to a private school, same private school as Lewis Carter. So you can't graduate early. He would be here in June. It's not unprecedented that a guy that didn't get there till June could make noise his freshman year. I mean, Danny Stutzman didn't show up to Oklahoma until June. Uh, Josiah Wagner didn't show up to Oklahoma until June. I'm trying to pick out a few recent examples because there are quite a few but um yeah look he's not going to be one of the early enrollees the sooners will be more than glad to have him obviously and the expectation is regardless of when he gets there uh, that he's going to provide a very competitive push to the elder statesman in that offensive line room from the jump
0: from the 918 sounds like missouri is also in the running for chris mcclellan how much money are they throwing around at
1: these guys from the 918? Well, making every effort to capitalize, right? You win 10 games out of nowhere. You got to make that count. You got to cash in. Mm-hmm.
0: So for Caden um, Green, are we thinking Missouri? Everybody's thinking Missouri, Colorado, or Oregon? I was Yes. Yeah, those three. Those three. You'd be shocked if it was like Nebraska is throwing around more nil right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Nebraska might be a dark horse, but I I think more realistically, Mizzou, Colorado, Oregon. Hmm. Very interesting. All right, four hundred five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Blue of green country says Warren Sapp is at Colorado. Didn't he play with Marvin Jones Senior in Tampa Bay? I think he did. Perhaps he? I think did, they probably crossed paths. That sounds right. Did Marvin Jones ever play for the Bucks? I'm trying to. Th- I don't recall that, but I could be wrong. Go That's ahead slightly- and Google it up. Uh, he he only played. He only ever played for the New York Jets. There you go. That's what I thought. I wasn't sure.
0: Yeah, I. For some reason, was there another? Maybe I'm confusing. I, I thought he was there for a while, but I'm wrong. I'm old. My brain doesn't function quite as well. All right, 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet on. We've got to stay on the clock here like professionals do and uh, take a quick break. Coming right back. We've got more of your texts on the way. We have T.J. Eckert coming up, 135 Riverwind Casino Hotline. SEC schedule released tonight. Special show. The uh, Rush will be going not only normally they go to 6, but they'll go to 7 tonight to get your response and talk about the SEC schedule release tonight right here on The rep, Stay with us. <laughs> oh, man. There's meaning with these bumpers, ladies and gentlemen, in most of them. All right, five one thirty four thirty nine. 39. By the way, the, uh, the vote went through for the uh, new arena last night, and I and people gave money to millionaires. billionaires. Okay, yeah, that's kind of the way the world works, unfortunately. Uh, we needed the yes votes. I saw Oklahoma City before the thunder. It was a redneck cow town with frickin tumbleweeds blowing through downtown with nothing to do. Zero. I remember at school no, you. we never said, you know what, let's go to Oklahoma City, ever, because there was nothing to do there. So, yes, do I think the owners could have paid a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, I do. But the bottom line is you don't want to take that chance. It's going to provide a lot of extra income um, and a lot of other opportunities, keeping the downtown area vibrant. I mean, that's just sometimes what you have to do. Seattle, you know, they said, no, we don't want to build the arena. And they're still trying to get an NBA team. Maybe they'll get one back. But uh, it was good to see the yes vote last night because we need the Thunder around to 2050. I mean, I'll be long gone by then. Well, maybe I'll be 87. But they're going to win an NBA championship with this group. Really? Really? Within the next five years. Oh, boy.
1: Maybe three. Maybe three. That big of a believer in Chet Holmgren, huh?
0: I am the uh, the only thing is going to be interesting to see what happens with Josh Giddy not only with this off the court stuff but the uh you know he's he's kind of the guy that doesn't fit the piece of the puzzle anymore to a certain extent, so I don't know that Josh Giddey would be moving forward with this group down the road. We'll see.
1: 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439. Jason from Miami says, Trivia, y'all remember what Marvin Jones Sr.'s nickname was? I sure don't. I don't either. Really? Nothing? No. Nothing. For some reason. Drawing a
0: complete blank. I am. This I, is I, unlike you.
1: I know. I, it's, I'm having a this bad old This kind of obscure mandate. sports trivia tends to be right up your alley. I'm. I'm legitimately surprised. I can go ahead and Google it up and fake it. Let me do that. No, we'll just let Jason from Miami spoil it for us. Okay. Go ahead, Jason. Let us know. Oh, boy. We have a manifesto from Doug and Norman. Mm -hmm. Steely, you just stated that parents are more involved in the NIL process than the kid, as if that is something bad. They should be involved in the future of their child. A parent's function is to raise a kid positively and get them pointed in the right direction and be responsible adults. Are there examples of parents putting their own interests ahead of their child's? Of course there are. But your optic of implying that a 17 or 18-year-old should be making his own decisions Involving millions and millions of dollars without the guidance of his parents' advice and input is patently absurd.
0: In all caps, by the way, the patently absurd, and they should be in all caps. No, what I'm saying, I mean, that is general common sense. Of course they should be involved. But what is this, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? All of a sudden we're getting lectured on this stuff? I'm just saying sometimes the kid gets the blame, right? Oh, man. But... Oftentimes, in this situation, it's the parents. I also just said about 10 minutes ago that I understand that. if I don't know what the Green's family situation financially is. And you have a short window. You may think, well, 10 years, that's a long time. Maybe maybe he plays in the NFL for a decade. Well, maybe that's 13 years or whatever. You want to maximize that. But I think OU offered what they could, which was a pretty significant amount from what I'm hearing. And... That wasn't enough. But I'm just saying a lot of times the kids get the blame when, you know, how could he do this when it's the parents many times behind the scenes? That's all I'm saying. Agents and parents, says Sooner Slingblade. Can you have an agent? I guess you can have a rep, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Everything goes right now in college football. It is a, like I said, college football is a reflection of America. Greed, power, power. Backdoor deals, everybody looking out for themselves, not caring about the community. All over Twitter, texting 75 million times a day because of the narcissism run rampant. Look at me now, look at me now. Wait, I got another tweet for you. I mean, college football is a reflection of the USA. Florida State, they got backroom dealt. By the big wigs. The big wigs do the backroom dealing, and that's where Florida State got sent out of here. College football has always been corrupt, right?
1: To a certain extent. Oh, yeah. There's a lot that's corrupt behind the scenes, like more than people realize. And I. I'm privy to some of it. I I know for a fact I'm not privy to all of it. There's no way I could be privy to all of it. Yeah. But just knowing what I do know and knowing that I'm just kind of like experiencing the tip of the iceberg Mm -hmm. and have no idea what's beneath, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. This is bad. You're kind of this getting is, to this see makes me feel how the
0: sausage is made. You like peeking that room. Oh, my. You know, I don't want to see any more of that. I don't want to see. So my point on the situation with the parents is a lot of times, man, this kid, we thought he was committed. What a loser. You know, a lot of times, look, that decision can be made by the parents.
1: John from Bartlesville says, if Missouri wants to become A&M, let them. It won't last before they implode. Keep OU pure.
0: I don't think you could keep anybody pure. Yeah, no. Nobody's nobody's pure. I mean, it's, it's the amount of sin that you're involved in, right? Because there's some
1: sinning going on. Steely's getting theological here. That's right. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This is true in college football, <laughs> as it is anywhere else. You know, and here's the deal. Do we think we're
0: ever going to get any uh, what Shoe called guardrails on this stuff? Uh, we can't see anything in the near future, right? And you can't say, well, what we should do is give each kid $60,000 a year. Well, that's not going to hold up in, in court unless that's collectively bargained. That's not going to happen. So this is what we're, uh, this is just what we're dealing with. All right, uh, got to get out of here for hour number one. You guys, Doug, you know, we, we, uh, we appreciate your takes. I, I, I think you misunderstood me a little bit. I'm not saying that the parents shouldn't be involved. I'm just saying when the kids get the blame, many times it's the parents who steered them in a certain direction. What's the latest on DJ Hicks? When's it happening? <laughs> Where are his parents well, going to steer him back? Yeah, Away from well, the Are they finally going to leave to talk about how this could positively are they going, impact to Are they going to leave the cult of College Station and come to a place where people are normal? We'll see. All right, we've got uh, more portal updates. Thank you, SwiftCo Roofing and Construction, SwiftCoGroup.com. Thank you to our friends over at Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. Let's keep those texts rolling in. You guys are doing a great job. And we've got another award-winning hour to go. Keep it here. We have a ton to talk about as well. All right, portal updates again, uh, courtesy of our friends at Swiftco Roofing and Construction, swiftcogroup.com, 405 831 8222. Hour number two, also brought to you by another great sponsor, Oklahoma Generator. Family owned and operated, they pride themselves on incredible customer service reviews. They're Oklahoma's highest rated, longest operating Generac dealer. Great, experienced sales staff will assist you finding a great generator. They're currently offering new customer discounts and a free 10-year warranty with new installations at Oklahoma Generator, okgen.com, or call 405-321-6631. Are you excited about the schedule release tonight? The schedule release? The SEC schedule will be announced
1: tonight. Oh, that is tonight, isn't it?
0: I don't know if we'll get – do you think we'll get some game times? I don't know that we'll get our rooster total
1: tonight, but we'll get the dates. Yeah, I can't imagine all the kick times will be announced, but – Yeah. Dates, I mean, that'll at least make it feel like, okay, this is real. Like, we're playing SEC ball. Yeah, I know. It's going to be fun. Now, I – We know when the Alabama game is taking place, November 23rd. That's right. And uh, I will –
0: Tennessee, September 21st. We know that one, too.
1: I will venture an educated guess that we'll all be eating gumbo over Thanksgiving. Man, dealing with those fans.
0: Holy cow, they are the worst. They're even worse than Tech. Uh, We think we know, again, that the Ole Miss game is going to be in – Oxford October 26th. There was an Old Miss schedule leak where people are speculating again October 5th for Texas. We know Temple Houston Tulane in the Nine con Tennessee September 21st in Norman. As Parker said, Alabama November 23rd and it's a pretty good bet that they'll be uh, at Old Miss October 26th and probably Texas October 5th. The rest will fill in tonight and Tyler and Teddy will fill you in on all the details and get your reactions tonight. Because they are not only going till six o'clock tonight, but until seven. Three to seven for the rush. Right here later today. All right, uh four hundred five six five one thirty-four thirty-nine. Any other portal names surfacing that we haven't talked about much? Maybe that you've seen in the last twenty four hours?
1: In the last twenty-four hours, no. Okay. I think everything is pretty clearly defined for OU at this point. I mean you got Deion Burks. You're about to get a running back. You got Des Malone. You got Spencer Brown. Now got to get a couple defensive tackles and a couple offensive linemen. And at that point, I think you're just about good. 13 in the portal right oh, now. Uh, tight end. Tight end. I neglected to mention that.
0: Need a tight end. You've got 13 uh, people that are exiting. And uh, you've got three that are incoming for Oklahoma. Spencer Brown, the O tackle for Michigan State. Des Malone, the O. Uh, DB from San Diego State. And Deion Burks, wide receiver from Purdue. Yesterday should have been like an old Led Zeppelin song. Celebration day. Really good Led Zeppelin tune. Should should have been a Deion Burks celebration day. Instead, it turned into womp, womp, womp because of the Caden Green exit. But, hey, there were views on Deion Burks. He pricing the highlights. Leading uh, receiver last year. Seven TDs. Uh, really good player from Purdue. Some people think, you know, he's at least top three in the portal in terms of a wide receiver. Some people think he's he's the best wide receiver in the portal. So the Sooners Parker looked like they got themselves a good one again in Deion Burks.
1: Yeah, now the question is, how do you make room for all these guys? How do you give them all snaps? Because <laughs> it, almost, it almost feels like bringing in Deion Burks is going to result in a couple of outbound dudes. Mm-hmm. And we kind of touched on this yesterday, but if you're somebody like LV Bunkley Shelton or J.J. Hester right now looking at that depth chart, like, man, I'm never seeing the field. Not at this rate. Yeah,
0: uh, that's a crowded room, and there's a lot of talent there, man. There is a lot of talent in that room, no question. All right, 405-651-3439. Bama Tom, in all caps, says, run all the wide receivers in the wishbone. <laughs> Well, we've seen uh, reverse. Uh, Buster Rhymes started out as a wishbone halfback. He ended up as a wide receiver back in the day. The original Buster Rhymes,
1: Miami, Florida. George Buster Rhimes. Okay, go ahead. Gunny of Stutsman Army asks: So, how did everyone find out about Green Parker? Well, everyone found out when they walked off the practice field yesterday. Nobody knew before that. Yeah, let's play a couple clips. I've got. Uh,
0: there is a clip in there that says uh, it is Billy Bowman and McCabe Mattire. when they were asked about Caden Green and their reaction I was like, huh, "What?" So uh, yeah, this was how how it went down yesterday at uh, as the Sooner players met with the media. It's Billy Bowman and then McCabe Mattire. I have no clue. I don't even know what's going on. So You're I, I case don't case have nothing. Uh, okay, and we'll find some more about that later.
1: Were you surprised by Kaden's decision? What is that? the oh. portal.
2: Oh. oh, I haven't really heard anything about that. I mean, we've been in meetings since like you didn't nine. Really so pretty surprised that he wasn't out here. Um, yeah, but I, I thought. I mean, it's finals week.
0: I just assumed he was taking a test. There you go. Surprise! Surprise! By the way, we did get audio of, uh, wow. It just says there was a Sooner Redneck who saw Caden Green leaving town. Wow. Do we have that audio? Somebody, okay. Sooner Redneck who saw Caden Green leaving town.
2: You don't get back here, you pass. Can they have winter? And no way that nobody is going to leave this town.
1: Hell, I was born here, and I was raised
2: here, and going. I'm going
0: to die here. Rub it. There you go. Wow. Must have been over by the dorms right there. Sorry about that. 405-651-3439. Where did that come from? That came from one of the all-time great comedy movies, the genius that was... Mel Brooks Blazing Saddles, which probably could not be made today. Really? It, it's never seen old it. Old form. It's a classic. Really good. Okay, 405 651 Let's do it.
1: Uh, Gunny of Stutzman Army says, Caden Green was caught moving stuff out of his dorm by a staffer during practice like mule shoe in the night. Yes, can uh, confirm that mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people are talking about
0: you know what Gabe said, and that has been that's pretty much the story that has been uh, told and seems to be accurate. That the Sooners were doing their best with what they had, and it's not like they did, it wasn't a really good offer, but yeah, and look, clearly
1: it wasn't enough. Again, understand where I am coming from here. I have known and covered this kid for almost three years, and so again, I am trying as hard as I possibly can. To give those folks the benefit of the doubt and with every detail that emerges that I get told behind the scenes or that gets released in the public eye, it just gets harder and harder to do. And what I will say is that like, I can sit here and I can try my best to give these folks the benefit of the doubt until we know the full story and every side of it. But what you can say objectively right now and what you don't need any further data to render a verdict and an opinion on is that that is a really crappy way to leave the University of Oklahoma or any university for that matter. That yeah. is a really crappy way to handle a departure.
0: Well, yeah, and, and that's the issue. If a family or the kid uh, who's always wanted to grow up and be in Oklahoma sooner found a better deal and it's, it's generational money you know, to a, to a family – I get that, but apparently if it went down like, well, we're just closing the door and we're out of here. I mean, that's, like I said, that's what you were told to do by your dad when you, get your off, when you make an offer for a car. The first offer, the sales guy comes out, you walk straight out of there, man. But you're trying to still negotiate. You're not walking straight out of there and driving away forever, which looks like is what's happening here. There are some people still holding out some hope for
1: Caden Green. Is that pie in the sky, would you think? Yes. Is OU still trying? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Once again, you don't just let a guy like that walk. Not a player of that caliber that you have so much invested in, literally and figuratively. You're not just going to let him walk regardless of what the circumstances are. But again, the way that this was handled, I find it astronomically difficult to believe that Caden Green is back in an Oklahoma uniform because you don't handle it the way that they handled it, if you have any desire whatsoever to re engage with OU. Seriously, about coming back. All right. Four oh five, six five one, thirty four thirty nine. Kylan Brokenbow says Caden Green was spotted at a Columbia, Missouri Chipotle with Caleb Williams and his dad. <laughs> oh man.
0: Steely, I saw Blazing Saddles recently on Turner Classic Movies, in its uncut form laughed my butt off for two hours. Ryan, yes, it's an, all co- it's an all-time classic. I have never seen the edited version, but that's also where they, we got the famous line, What in the wide, wide world of sports is it going on here?
1: Slim Pickens, legend. Jeff from OKC says, crimes against the Sooners in the first degree for Caden Green. <laughs> this is the only thing Sooner Steven Tulsa ever texts in about. Uh, he said, I knew it. Green uses the self-check grocery <laughs> line. Sooner Steve's crusade against the self-check grocery line knows no bounds. Is he a former grocer?
0: I don't know. Sooner, Steve, you got a history of, like, Safeway or Homeland or something. I don't know. But he's very bothered by that, and there's no doubt. All right, 405-651-3439. Yeah, from what, the way it sounds, that's, that doesn't seem, like, really cool.
1: A 918 listener says, the way Green handled this is pretty crappy by not telling anyone. It's disrespectful to the coaches who put time and energy into helping him become a better ball player. You recruit your own problems, so good riddance. And, like, that's part of the reason why everybody on the OU side is so shocked by these developments, because there are those types of individuals where you could have seen this coming, right? For one reason or another, if a guy just up and leaves – like this out of nowhere there are some guys that you would look at and just like knowing their character knowing who they are knowing some of the factors at play in their respective lives you would figure okay well that that kind of makes sense Caden Green isn't one of those dudes like this is the antithesis of everything that the OU family and program had come to know and expect from Caden Green
0: What about the tampering accusations out there? Sooner fans
1: want tampering. This listener says, The coaches need to raise hell and publicly complain about tampering. Joe, get someone to investigate. Maybe we can get my uncle. He'll
0: investigate with his fists. All right, 405-651-3439. Chevrolet text line. We have TJ Eckert coming up at 135. You all keep the text rolling in. Uh, Again, don't forget tonight we have an extra hour of the rush because of the SEC schedule release, which should be a lot of fun. You know what's not fun? The transfer portal. Stay with us right here on the home of Sooner fans. All right, have a a couple people that are asking about our uh, bowl contest ESPN.com, and then you go to the uh, Capital One Bowl Mania section. The group that we are under under is Unhitch the Wagon. Unhitch the Wagon is the group, and the password is Sooners with a capital S. So you go to ESPN.com, Capital One Bowl Mania. The group is Unhitch the Wagon, the password Sooners with a capital S. If you were in last year, you should be able to jump right in there again this year. Uh, Get there and make your picks and compete to win some big prizes, including the amazing gift cards from the Hal Smith Restaurant Group. Those are valuable. I mean, you think of Charleston's, the garage, neighborhood jam. You know, you think of all Louis. I mean, they're big time. I'm always very happy, man. You can always give me a Hal Smith uh, gift card from a Hal Smith restaurant, and I will that will put a, fi- a smile on my face every time because they're great. And uh, you can compete to win some big prizes, including those gift cards. And you can also visit HalSmith.com and get those gift cards to spread some holiday cheer this holiday season. 405-651-3439. All right, so the SEC schedule being released tonight – Where are the Sooners SEC-ready, Parker Thune, right now as they're currently comprised? And where are they lacking maybe a little bit, in your opinion?
1: SEC-ready in the secondary. okay, No question about that. That's a really strong position group heading into next year. SEC-ready in the linebacker core. Depending on what you get in the transfer portal, I think there's a possibility that you're legit, bona fide SEC-ready in the defensive trenches. You're SEC ready at quarterback, you're SEC ready at running back, you're SEC – certainly SEC ready at receiver. The two big question marks for me are tight end and offensive line. That's where I I can't stamp them with the SEC ready label just yet.
0: Devon Mitchell coming in has got a ton of talent, man. Maybe he could be Jermaine Gresham, Keith Jackson, one of those guys. But, uh, you know, again, he is a true freshman. Um, Yeah, it it looks like, again, the old line to a certain extent because you're having to replace all those guys, and then the interior of the defensive line. A lot of other positions, they look really, really good. Off the field, tailgate experience would be, you know, because it's it's a different level in the SEC, a different level. But the SEC schedule coming out tonight, what is the – What is the other thing that you think maybe Sooner fans aren't prepared for when it comes to the SEC? And Sooner fans are great. I'm just at what is going to be the one thing that kind of hits them in the face with the Southeastern Conference um, once they start playing next fall?
1: Are you talking about more from the team perspective or from the overall experience? Just that the
0: fan was like, oh, man, I didn't expect this. Or just something that maybe the fans will have a hard time dealing with. <laughs> to me, it's pretty they're simple. Say, well, I
1: mean, yes. Else, like, you don't. Oh, well, yes.
0: Because, oh, you fans, man, you lose two games in a season and they're going – crazy.
1: Yeah, you're going to have to readjust expectations.
0: Yeah, and and the good news is, again, you've got a safety net with a 12-team college football playoff. But OU fans, and look, I think Oklahoma's going to be fine in the SEC. You're the University of Oklahoma. Your tradition doesn't take a backseat to anybody. Maybe Alabama by just a little bit now. Notre Dame. Notre Dame's up there, but Oklahoma's up there in the top five. You've got a great tradition. Your program is, you know, you had a better second season under Brent. OU football will hold their own, trade punches with anybody in the SEC. But the Sooner fans, man, like I said, next year, 9-3 and three could be a good season for Oklahoma. But, you know, if you have a 7-5 and five or a 6-6, six and six, which could happen every now and then if you have a really down year with that schedule, Oklahoma fans, they had to cope with 6-7, and, and that was the first time in 25 years they had to deal with that, and they didn't handle it very well. And I don't expect them to either. But it's just going to be – um. even though you had the 12-team playoff and knowing that, all right, well, we can lose a couple games this year and still get in, it's just going to be a different experience because it was almost you're feeling like every Saturday, all right, maybe, you know, it's hard to run the table, but one loss was tough to deal with. And then if you lost two, it was
1: like, oh, my gosh, you know. and This was kind of going to be my answer from a listener on the text line. Oh, OU fans are not ready for the level of rude Inherent to the SEC.
0: I think that's pretty good. Now, if you were in New Orleans when the Sooners played that Nick Saban LSU team, you saw the subhuman creatures that were wearing purple and gold there. The LSU creatures, they're, I'm sure they have some good fans, believe it or not, but they are, they are about as low down...
1: as you can find in college football. Where's the Texas Tech? Large William on the text line says, Steele, you're so soft. Expecting two losses? Of course, he's expecting two losses. They always lose I two knew, games up in I still knew, water.
0: I knew the moment I said that, that was coming. I knew it was coming. Like I said, 9-3, and three, I, I just said the University of Oklahoma can trade punches with anybody, Large William. Hello, can you comprehend the English language? I know you're trying to be like the biggest Sooner fan out there. Everybody is. Guess what? There are a million other people like you who are just as big of fans. So, all right, like I said, I'm going to do this again. I'm just going to say that Oklahoma's going to run the table next year. Wow, there, there you go. Boom. Undefeated for the rest of the century. Every national championship's going to OU. I'm just saying that it's going to be a different experience. But that one tweet or the one text – about how many really bad fan bases does OU have to deal with? It, did they have to uh, deal with in the Big Twelve? Tech, I mean the OSU fans. I you know your Bedlam opponent. <laughs> they can be a little. Oh annoying, yeah, you I know guess. you
1: know you know quite a bit about that OSU fan base, don't you? Now? Yeah, hey now, uh-huh. got a lot of first-hand experience. But I mean, I'm
0: talking about super just annoying just low down dirty scumbag fans yeah, texas, it's tech. texas tech
1: now texas, texas,
0: texas fans tech. are annoying but they're the sips right yes they're not uh, scumbags
1: probably isn't the word to describe the texas
0: they're fans. just arrogant and they still think yeah i know
1: we were six and seven last year but
0: we're still
1: texas you know that's their opinion Blue of ge- Green Country asks, any chance on getting 360-plus pound dudes to play interior defensive line? And I've seen these kinds of texts cropping up over the last couple of weeks. Well, if there are any 360-pound defensive tackles in the portal, I'd like one of those. Yeah, look, those guys don't exist. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a Tavandre Sweat, guess what? You're not going to find a Tavandre Sweat. Rare commodities. Tavandre Sweat has put on almost 100 pounds since entering college. So, the amount of human beings that can move adequately and play dexterously in the trenches mm-hmm. at north of three hundred and fifty pounds, that is a very short list. <laughs>
0: Blue, I see your tw- I see your text. There you go. Bama Tom in all caps mentions Florida and Tennessee. I guess he's saying that Florida and Tennessee are worse than LSU. Wow. Now, I didn't go to the championship game between the Sooners, that Sam Bradford team, and Urban Meyer, in, in Florida.
1: I've been to Florida games at the Swamp. Those people aren't bad. Now, maybe my maybe my experience isn't all encompassing, but
0: I know that Sooner fans will tell you that they got spat upon by the LSU fans in uh, on Bourbon Street. Yeah,
1: and it's also worth acknowledging that every single fan base has bad apples. Every single fan base has unsavory characters.
0: This was a bushel full
1: of bad apples, though. I don't think it's going to get any worse than LSU. In my experience with LSU fans, there are very few exceptions to the rule, or rather to the stereotype with LSU fans. 918 wants to know how it's looking for the tight ends in the transfer portal. I think the guy, again, said it earlier this week. I will say it again. The guy you need to be mindful of, the guy I think Oklahoma has the best chance with, is Notre Dame transfer Holden Stace.
0: Holden Stace, Notre Dame. And the other name that was thrown out there was, uh, well, Jalen Conyers went to Texas Tech. Jeez, who brainwashed him? Bowers Sharp uh, from southeast Louisiana. But you say look out for Holden, uh, Holden Caulfield, right?
1: Yes, Holden Caulfield. Yeah. Ohio
0: Sooner They call it. him the catcher in the rye. He's really, really good.
1: Ohio Sooner says any fan base that belts out Tom Petty during the game is fine with me. Amen to that, Ohio Sooner.
0: Yeah, well, Tom Petty, he's a he's a Gainesville guy, right? I'm doing the Gator yeah. Chomp as we speak. There you go. All right, keep the uh, yeah. By the way, Large William, you know I'm just messing with you. Four oh five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Keep it right here. All right, we've got uh, TJ Eckert coming up to talk about all this transfer portal stuff, college football, and uh, we will keep. Receiving a bunch of tax, trying to get to them all. Meyer Chevrolet text line, which is 405-651-3439. Keep it here. T.J. Eckert joins us. Riverwind Casino Hotline on this Wednesday edition of Steel Man and Them. KTUL HB Sports Director T.J. Eckert. TJ, the portal's not going away. We know that, but what did you think of the portal news the other day? Hey, guess who's uh, leaving? Caden Green, and people are like, "Say what?" What did you think?
2: Yeah, Steely, it was uh, it was pretty crazy. I was there at practice yesterday. I guess it was yesterday. Yeah, I was out there at practice, and I mean, nobody had any idea. And from the sounds of it, after after practice, talking with players, the players really did. At least they didn't lend us to believe they had any idea this was happening either. mckay Matoyer said, you know, it's finals week, so we really don't know who's going to be at practice some days, who's not. So either that's a really good lie, or the players were kind of blindsided by it too. It sounds like everybody involved was, was blindsided, so pretty crazy. I think for the most part, we may have talked about this a little bit last week, for the most part, everybody who's entered has felt pretty understandable, pretty – not believable, but we expected. And this one, really, I'm trying to think back, one of, one of the more, if not the most unexpected portal entry that we've seen uh, at OU.
1: The portal giveth, the portal taketh away. And Oklahoma experienced that hours apart yesterday, yep. adding the number one portal wide receiver in the nation in Deion Burks, and then losing. Caden Green within 90 minutes thereafter. So we we talked about the bad, TJ. Let's talk about the good. It got buried in the news cycle very quickly, but yeah. Deion Burks is a really good get for Oklahoma. Yeah,
2: and a position of of need. Just because you always want and and, and need playmakers, you can't have too many of them. And so uh, I think it's a great addition. I, I like I like the speed he brings. I mean, we've seen some highlights from his time there at Purdue. I, I like I like the he's not big but he's got pretty good uh, size. Like he's 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 built well. So like he's not he's not like a typical small slot receiver. Like he he's not the biggest but he's he's thick. So I, I like I like his, his build and his stature for the position that he'll be playing. So a great get and it, it just goes to show, you know, you might be concerned when you lose an offensive coordinator like Jeff Levy, who was able to bring in some solid recruits in his in his time here, you, you you always have that worry, and it appears that that's 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 not something that's going to be too much of a concern. Uh, Emma Jones continues to just you know he's he's making his money. <laughs> There's no doubt. They're, whatever they're paying him is not enough. He's he's done such a great job with that wide receiver room, and you know yesterday Jaleel Farouk said. He doesn't know what he wants to do yet. I think he said he he feels like he's most likely going to return, but you never know how those things are going to end up. So, uh, you know, there's never a bad time to add to that wide receiver room. So, a really good get at a good time for sure.
0: All right, uh, our guest T.J. Eckert, Riverwind Casino Hotline. What did you think about uh, Dylan Gabriel in the fifth there at Oregon?
2: I love it, I, I, and I'm I'm really happy for him. He there's not a there's not. Any, I don't, don't think—not that I've seen—I'm sure there's somebody out there with ill will towards Dylan Gabriel. I'm sure, some, like again, I'm sure there's there's probably someone on the message board that's complaining. But I, I just feel like he did everything right, did everything the right way during his time in Norman. Came into the time where I, I think his soundbite was, you know, I needed Oklahoma, and then Oklahoma needed me, and I, and it felt like that that was a perfect representation of his time at OU uh going to Oregon now feels like a really good fit and you know I think they play Hawaii next year which is great for him it First feels like game, a little yeah. bit of a yeah I feel like there's a little bit of a Hawaiian vibe with that team as it is he looked up to Marcus Mariota when he was there it's a great system for him he can still he can use his legs we saw what Bo Nix was able to do uh this season there with the Ducks and I'd be really curious to see how he looks uh, as they move to their new conference too. So. Yeah, I love the fit for him. Wish him nothing but the best. I think he did a great job this season. He did a great job last year with all the turmoil around uh, the coaching change and, and and the and the poor record and, and really handled himself well. It was always great to talk to in the media. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a good fit for him and hope he continues to have success there at Oregon. TJ, let's talk Sooner Hoops.
1: Porter Volner's yeah. got a squad. Hello.
2: <laughs> it's uh, It's interesting because – you know, I watched some of the exhibition to open the season. Watched some. Of the, I watched just about every game, obviously. But very beginning of the year, you watch, you're like, hmm, this team feels different. Just the just the athletic makeup of this team, the the the, the way that they got up and down the floor. Otega Owe earlier in the year was like, oh, okay, he looks different. Like we'll see if that pans out. And then, my gosh, you, you watch you watch this team every night, and it's like, man, this is. They they win in multiple different ways. Their defense is really good. They they have a commitment on that end of the floor. Uh, they can run up and down if they need to. They can slow the game down. If they're having poor shooting nights, they rely on their defense, which is a really nice thing to see. They're not reliant on one guy to go out and get the scoring load, although J.B. McCollum is a star. he's He looks awesome. He looks so good. Yeah, it's a, it's impressive. And at this point, Parker, I mean – you know, they should they should beat Green Bay this weekend. If they beat if they go and beat North Carolina next week, I mean this is what, borderline top five team, most likely, heading into conference play. Like who would have thought that entering the season? So really impressive what Porter Moser's done. That roster looks completely different. I mean, last year when they came to to Tulsa they had the Groves brothers. Uh, they had what, Grant Shirtfield, right? Was there? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's,
2: it's crazy to think about the roster makeup they had last year at the B O K compared to what they brought. Uh, this past weekend when they played Arkansas, yeah, so yeah, really impressed, really excited to see what they look like against North Carolina, and then when they get into the vaunted Big Twelve slate.
0: How psycho is Eric Musselman, and how much little man syndrome does he have in him?
2: Very much. It's even better. He just doesn't like Tulsa or the BOK Center. It's one of those two. Thrown out what two of the three times they've played there now. So yep. it's it's I don't know, and I think Arkansas fans by and large like him and they like the energy he brings, but on the outside he is absolutely like that kid that you hate playing against but love having on your team. Like he strikes me as that type of guy. But I don't know. I think Arkansas fans might be getting tired of the of the act a little bit too he, uh,
0: he's the he's the Christian Leitner Grayson Allen of coaches.
2: There you go. Good comparison.
1: Christian Leitner. There's a name I haven't heard in a long, long
2: that time. That thirty
0: for thirty. Everybody hates Christian Leitner. How
1: long ago did that run? Golly,
0: that's Probably eight, nine years. Yeah. yeah like that.
2: Still good to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah,
1: it is. And I, I'll i never forget Grand Hill to Leightner in the call. What conclusions, TJ, you think we can draw about this Sooner basketball team thus far? Because understandably, I think if you're if you're mindful of what the Big Twelve slate has brought for OU in recent sure. years, you want to reserve full judgment, but by the same token it's also fair to acknowledge this team just looks different, way different.
2: Way different. And to me, Parker, I think what you can what you can gather is, again, they've found ways to win in multiple different ways. Think about the USC game where that game was so wide open, up and down the floor, offensive, you know, it was just a shootout, and they were able to win that game. Uh, you think about the Providence game where it was just, you know, tough, gritty, having to battle on the boards and, and and work through a rough shooting night, but find a way to kind of claw one out there towards the end. Uh, Arkansas, very similar. You 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 see them kind of jump out to an, a lead there late in the first half and then just kind of put their foot on the gas the rest of the way and hold off some runs and some punches by Arkansas. So they, they have found ways to, to win multiple different ways. Like I said, you're a little hesitant because they do have some really good out-of-conference wins. Like they have really challenged themselves and have played well. USC just lost to Long Beach State. Iowa is uh, not struggling, but has had some struggles at least early in the in the, in the regular season. So you, you want to, you know, there is some caution there because you know what's coming with the Big 12. You know that anything around 500 this year in the Big 12 is pretty good. Uh, so I think what they've done now and what they haven't done in years past is, they, is they've given themselves some buffer room. They've given themselves some really quality wins in the non-con. To where they're they're allowed to to drop a few in, in league play and still have a pretty good tournament resume going in, and not to change the subject, but it's on the flip side for Oklahoma State. What we've seen from them is a much bigger degree of of or a bit much bigger issue of what we've seen from senior teams in the past, where they kind of they lose some games early in the non conference, and then you're trying to you're. Working uphill when you get to league play, yep, no doubt, and it's so hard to do in the Big Twelve. So I, I think that's what I've kind of gathered from this Sooner team is they've given themselves some wiggle room going into a tough conference play.
0: Should be uh, at least twelve and one if they can beat Carolina in the Jumpman Invitational. They they would run the table, and you know you go five out of the conference. That's twenty two and nine. That's pretty pretty good. All right, uh, TJ, appreciate you, my friend. Thank you very much.
2: You bet, guys. Thank you. Have a good rest of the week.
0: I was impressed. Again, uh, the main thing for me, too, was, and, and we talked about it, you could see early, Oklahoma's a lot more athletic. They play both, both ends of the floor. But the thing that impressed me is anytime Arkansas made a little run in that game, Oklahoma had an answer every single time. They shut it down, man. Every single time. They yeah. punched back. And uh, the previous teams – Previous teams did not do that with Porter. You know why? They didn't have the talent. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break right here, and uh, we've got one more segment to go. We'll get you as many texts as we can, 405-651-3439, Chevrolet text line. Keep it here on the home of Sooner fans. All right, we are back Friday. We will be out at Riverwind Casino again. Plank myself, Teddy. all Friday, you need to be thinking about Friday at Riverwind as well. Play with your wild card Monday and Tuesday, especially get five times the entries, but any other day you're going to get extra entries as well. but be there on Fridays to win your share of $100,000 dollars in cash and bonus play and the 100K. Frosty Friday's promotion. the Midnight Magic Madness is happening as well. Play with your wild card on Sunday. Especially, and get 17 times the entries on Sunday, and then be there New Year's Eve from six to 11:30 p.m. to win your share of 100k in cash and bonus play. And then the grand prize winner is going to win at least 2,240 dollars. Twenty thousand. That's more. And that's going to be happening at midnight. We've got the 40K Santa shopping spree underway. They're giving away 40K in cash and bonus play. Be there. uh, The next date you need to be there on a Saturday is Saturday, December 23rd. They're giving away nearly $315,000 in cash and bonus play at Riverwind. If you haven't seen, the, uh, the newly renovated casino, it's unbelievable. They've got nearly 3,000 electronic gaming machines now. All your table games, your favorite table games are there. They've got a world-class poker room, off-track betting, upstairs gaming in the Skyloft area, smoke-free gaming in the Oasis area. And they've got a world-class hotel, the best bars and dining, and they've got great promotions. What else? can't have anything better than what they have at Riverwind Casino. That's why they are consistently voted the Metro's top casino experience. All right, 405-651-3439.
1: Sooner Mama checked in via the text line okay. to ask, what are the chances the Sooners get the ukulele and McClellan kid from Florida? Boomer. So you're referring to Princely Uma Mielin. Mm-hmm. And I think... The odds Oklahoma gets him are not that high. There's a chance. I'm telling you there's a chance. Not a great one. I do like OU for Chris McClellan, though. I do think they end up with Chris McClellan right now. Do
0: the Sooners have right now their biggest portal piece in Deion Burks? Or will they get somebody that's maybe even more, I don't know, because Deion Burks is extremely talented. They've got wide receivers and they you look you can always use just like TJ said more more playmakers but do you think the the bigger prize in the portal is still
1: out there for OU which would normally mean defensive line if I say yes are you going to make me elaborate yes then no <laughs> Why, you, sir, are going
0: <laughs> to have to face the consequences of your actions. So what that means, ladies and gentlemen, is there's a bigger piece out there, or at least a, I don't know if you're going to say a a bigger, because like I said, a lot of people think Dion Burks may be the best wide receiver that was in the portal, but maybe a more important piece in terms of what they need. D-line. Yes. Or O line. No question two. about
1: it. No question about it. I think the preeminent need right now is defensive line. More so because, regardless of who you get on the offensive line, I trust Bill Beatonbow to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I trust Bill Beatonbow to make the best of the hand that he's been dealt.
0: Bill Beatonbow is the one who let Green walk straight out the door, man. What are you talking about? And that actually is not accurate not
1: in the slightest.
0: Although you hear you know, you got to blame somebody for everything, right? In this day and age, somebody's to blame. Now, you want to look, I get it as to how did this happen? How did it happen? Money talks. It BS should be walks.
1: It should be very easy to see and to fathom a way that this would all have gone down absent any influence, positive or negative, from Bill Beatmo. What was the last really big
0: surprise that happened? I'm not talking Portal, when everybody was like, and it happened about 45 minutes before what was supposed to be a great announcement for the University of Oklahoma. You remember that one, right? 45. Not not Portal. It was supposed to be a big day, a big announcement for OU. And then about 45 minutes Oh, my gosh, you're not going to believe this. I'm hearing.
1: You're talking about DJ Hicks?
0: That's it. That that was was, 10 minutes. That was again. And what was – there was a pretty simple explanation,
1: right? I will never forget being in a car wash that day and listening to Tyler and Travis on The Rush. Mm -hmm. And he committed during a commercial break. They came back from break. And, of course, they naturally, as we all had, they've been hyping it up as DJ Hicks Day. They're like, when we come back, <laughs> we'll know where DJ Hicks is. And then and then they come back from the break, and they're like, Tyler goes, well, I, I figure we should just get this out of the way, make it quick and painless. DJ Hicks just committed to Texas a and Oh. Remember the day, like I said, the dad,
0: man, we just paid off the mortgage here, and we got money to spare. The mom was like, oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes, they did. Steve Miller, take the money and run. We have a listener in the 918 that says, I was so excited for an offensive line that consisted of Green, sex and an EPL as the Young Maulers. Mm, yep, the Young Maulers. That would be been a really good nickname, too, the Young Maulers. It's crazy that a freshman would do a blue blood like that, especially since they gave him everything he asked for and was poised to be highlighted as a first-round pick in 24 months after being the pride and joy of an offensive line coach the NFL loves. Sounds more than perfect for a teenager. Just wow. And look, folks. If you're not a subscriber over at OUinsider.com, first off, you should be. It'll only cost you a few bucks a month. Secondly, uh, I have I have shared a lot of intel behind the paywall over there on the Caden Green situation. And I've sh- obviously shared a lot here. There's a ton more to it. Uh, if you go to OUinsider.com, there's a lot more on the behind-the-scenes, what went on yesterday, the timeline of everything. But it remains no less astonishing that given... How perfectly content Caden Green seemed with his situation at Oklahoma and the playing time that he was getting right off the bat and his relationship, long standing relationship with Bill Beedenbow, that he would just give it all up and turn tail and leave abruptly like he did.
0: Yep. There's more of it to come in college football. I do like that last text, though the Young Maulers. That is a good band name. Little different connotation. If you want to do like a pop band, you can be the young kids at the mall, the young maulers, or you want a badass metal band, the young maulers.
1: Young maulers does works. sound like a great metal band name. Hey, you know who's not going anywhere? Daniel me. That's right. A patriot from across the pond.
0: What can we – we need a nickname for him. The English – no, that won't work. No. (laughs) Can't do that one. On that note, let's just get out of here. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Love you guys. Bye.